Hey, welcome to the porch. We're out here every Monday with new episodes, so you can follow, subscribe, or whatever it is you have to do to get a notification so you can join us every week out here. Thanks for stopping by, and I hope you enjoy. coming out of this cold which is a I mean it's nice to be coming out of it but still lingering uh, yeah I have been dealing with one as well like yeah. uh, last week we talked about how I was losing my voice I was like I'm not sick my voice just gone like yeah. literally the next day like I got a cold so <laughs> my voice has been through it past week <laughs> Oh God! Excuse me. I uh, I've been a lazy bum all morning, so naturally my body's like, "You're tired. You want to go to sleep?" But I'm not. <laughs> I've done nothing. I oh. uh, watch football all day, so I, I did pretty much nothing. <laughs> yeah, NFL's uh, ramping up. Something. My good game. Yeah, my boss randomly the other day, he was like, "Hey, let's let's predict the playoffs right now. Like, if it if it started today, let's predict the playoffs." And I was like, "No, okay." <laughs> spent like a half an hour talking about what teams would win and stuff like that. And I was like, "I think I'm supposed to be working, but this is kind of fun." Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool. Getting paid to talk ball, it's a dream. Yeah. Oh, like, I'm so sorry I keep yawning. <laughs> you kid. I Ravens. think it's one of those things. Oh, go oh, ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say Ravens were on by, right? I believe so, yes. Um, I was going to say about my yawning. I believe it's like from my like a mental exhaustion thing. Because, like, dude, I have been... Mm. I have been stressing myself out beyond belief this past week. Like, it is insane how much stress I have put on myself this past week. About? Everything. So, well, first and foremost, I, I've been, I mean, inevitably, I've been stressing about the trip home because, mm. you know, it'll be the first time doing it with my son. And, you know, I just want everything to go well. I don't want to have any complications, but, like, that always lingers in the back of your head when you have to fly across the world that there's going to be problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that that has been on there. And then last week, I, you know, th- it's a good thing that's happening. My boss is trusting me with more responsibilities and, like, he's challenging me to, he's challenging me to help me for my future in a way. Um, I, I don't want to go into too much detail because it was a private conversation, you know, the, the business stuff, but, uh, Here you go. Yeah, he wants he, you to pick the correct wildcard teams. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he's trusting me. He's trusting me with a big bet. <laughs> uh, no, um, he, he is trying to help me. You and I have talked about it privately. I think like he's just trying to help me with a, a future goal. I guess. Yeah. And so with that being said, that has given me more responsibilities like uh, teaching uh, a business class now. I'm going to be taking over business classes that he did. Um, I also, last Saturday, uh, he does like a mom and me class for like kids that are under the age of two. Uh, He was Mm -hmm. like, I want you to take over that class so that you can get experience with that. And it's like, it's not necessarily that these things are difficult, right? It's just that well, for one, I'm taking over classes that my literal boss did, so it's like yeah. there's a, like a level of you know there's like a little bit of intimidation with that, mm-hmm. and then like you know, it's also I don't like the phrase more work. Well, my boss doesn't like the phrase more work. He he he's instilled in us that like there's no such thing as more work. There's only work, which is like yeah, I mean that's kind of true, I guess. But anywho, I digress. <laughs> So it's just, I have been stressing out about these new things that I, I have to take care of. 
And it's like, like I said, realistically, they're not as difficult or as bad as I'm making them out to be in my head. So like the mom and me class, I was so worried and stressed about that because it's like, well, kids under the age of two sometimes struggle with meeting new people, especially like a teacher. You know what I mean? Like that can be mm-hmm. a bit of a change for kids. So that's a little difficult. So I was worried about that. But also with that, I was worried about the parents because like, you know, parents as a parent myself, like you kind of trust, you know what I mean? You build trust with these teachers and it's like, obviously I'm not a bad person, but like, they don't know me. You know, I'm just some yeah. stranger now coming into their class. So it's like, I want them to trust me. So I was worried about that. And then with the business class, it's a little higher level. So like this business, they want their employees to pass like an English proficiency test. And so like one of the classes I will be teaching is purely for that. Like uh, all I'm going to be doing is like drilling the test with them so that they can get a better score on the test. Hmm. And so, you know, that feels like a little bit of pressure in that. I, like I said, I'm, I'm making huge mountains in my head when in reality they're not, they're, they're just like, they're just little speed bumps. But I think it's also too, just that like, I'm so ready to be home for Christmas and to, and to have that <laughs> vacation. And so it's like, yeah. it's like, I was almost at my finish line and then out of nowhere it was like, Oh, well, here's a fucking obstacle course you got to do first. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's all it's been. Well, I, uh, I'm sure you'll crush whatever, whatever you got to do. Just getting over the anxiety of it or whatever is probably the hardest part. Yeah. Well, the best, the best piece of advice I've been telling myself, and I don't know. I don't want to say I came up with this because I don't think I did, but I didn't hear it from anybody. I, I thought of it for myself is, uh, you know, with every class, there's a start and a finish. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not that that rough period of like when things are uncomfortable or you think you're not like, you know what I mean? This big, scary thing, right? Whatever it may be, there has to be a start and an end to it. So it's like if you can get through that, you're fine. And I, yeah. can. I know I can. I've done it. I've done it many times in my life. There have been many things where it's like I've been uncomfortable or an intimidating thing has presented itself, but I got through it, and I will mm-hmm. continue to get through it just like everybody else does in life. And so, I don't know, having that mindset really helps. Yeah. But, anywho, that's a little bit too serious to start the episode with, but who cares? <laughs> Yeah, um, well, I have been dealing with um, absolutely no responsibilities. So, um, <laughs> Just the total other side of the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But we've talked about before that I like that. It kind of sucks in a way. But, oh, yeah. Um, no, I've just, I've been sick. Dude, I feel like. For like a month and a half, I've been sick like on and off. And it, it is just, I, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, you know? <laughs> like, it's annoying. Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to have to start. I've been taking like vitamin C booster stuff in the yeah, mornings, which I think that might help a little bit. I'm trying to get some steroids in the mail, but they haven't came yet. <gasps> yeah, dude. Okay, that was crazy. That was a joke. I didn't hear you laughing at first. No, I was, I was, I was <laughs> laughing. I know, I know, you're not actually literally fucking juicing. <laughs> not yet, at least. If I keep getting sick, I'm gonna have to look into something. <laughs> something. But... Give me all that Sylvester Stallone juice, dog. Sheesh, man. How many people do you think actually take steroids? Like in, in the modern day. Dude, I bet it's more than you think. I guarantee it is. Because, like, realistically, unless you're a professional athlete, there's nothing, like, illegal about them, no? Am I wrong? Um, I don't know. I think there are, like, banned things, like, that you can't, like, sell or whatever. I'm not 100% positive on that. But, yeah, I I mean, that would be a drug dealer. No, if you're just taking steroids, like that's what I mean. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So I wonder, 
let's see if I can't do a quick uh, Google search. See, like, see if there's like a, a something saying how many people take steroids. How many people take steroids? Current estimates indicate that there are as many as 3 million steroid users in the USA and that 2.7% to 2.9% of young American adults have taken them at least once in their lives. Hmm. Surveys in the American field indicate the, that use among community weight trainers attending gyms and health clubs is 15 to 30%. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, dude. That is a lot. <laughs> Yeah. So there you go. That's from uh, the the National Institute of Health. It says. Mm. So. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's just because I grew up like in a baseball family, or what. But like, I I grew up thinking that like steroids were like hard drugs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I thought like steroids and heroin went hand in hand. <laughs> basically it's like they don't at all they, they're not even <laughs> remotely similar other than the needle yeah well there's like but different you know kinds what I mean? of too. like well that's yeah, a crazy but like, well because just it, it all for for me the reason why this thought process because like for me it's all rooted in the whole mark mcguire sammy so like that whole ordeal mm-hmm. and like i remember my family talking about it and stuff. And like, I'm making it sound like my family's diehard baseball fans. They're really not. But <laughs> I just, I just remember my dad and like his brothers talking about it. Cause for them, it was a big deal. Like, you know, my dad was a big baseball fan. I, he, I, I'm sure he would say that he still is. He doesn't watch it as much, but he, I think baseball is what he considers his favorite sport still. So like for mm. him, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, like the great race of 98, like my dad ate that shit up. I, in my bedroom, my whole childhood, I had like these framed pictures of Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. I didn't even watch baseball. I didn't know who those fuckers were, (laughs) but my dad did. I had, I had a, uh, is this like a teddy bear, but it was like a Mark, it was, it was a bear, but like stitched on him was like Mark McGuire, like his number and like his name, like on the back, like Uh, it was a jersey almost. And yeah. I was a Reds fan, you know, and well, I mean, I was super young at the time, but like my parents like got right. me that. And so I was always like, hell yeah, Mark McGuire's sick. And, uh, yeah. still to this day, I'll look at Mark McGuire fucking bombs, dude. He, he used to hit <laughs> absolute rockets. Yeah, he really did. But yeah, dude, I, I mean, so growing up, I just thought steroids. I was like, we've got a fucking steroid pandemic on our hands. Like, Real problem. We got a real problem here in America. People fucking juicing on steroids. We're all ODing on steroids. Like, Somebody's got to do something about, about this. Somebody's <laughs> got to do. Somebody get Nixon on the case, man. We got fucking we got problems. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. Anywho, I never really knew a whole lot. I, I still don't really know a lot about like you steroids. Do you know about the whole, like, Mark McGuire? Like, do you know about that whole thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barry Bonds. And okay. Jose Canseco and all. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But as far as, like, actual steroids, like, what exactly they do, I I know it's, like, supposed to help you, like, recover from workouts and stuff, like, way faster. Like, your body just bounces back, like, super fast, yeah. um, which yeah. does seem like it would be an advantage. Um yeah. And just like helping well, build muscle and whatnot. But yeah, there's a lot of science that goes into it that I'm not smart enough to even try to, even a Google search will not help me comprehend it. <laughs> I would need some like illustrations for like a five year old to understand it. <laughs> Explain this to me like I'm five. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And then a whole Chris Benoit thing. Jesus Christ, dude! Yikes! That was that was supposedly because of all the roids and yeah, you got head injuries before you bring up that man. Chewy, well, sorry, I just figured. Well, you know. 
you would know. I'll just say this. It was going to Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, well, maybe, yeah. I'll say this. Steroids may have been involved. But, uh, well, here's the thing. I, I'm going to actually get real. I was going to kind of be comedic, but I'll be a little real, real here. I know wrestling's fake. I'm not a fucking troglodyte. I'm not an idiot. I know wrestling's fake. But, like, there are some serious repercussions for the moves that you do. The best example is Hulk Hogan. He has outwardly said many times that, like, if he could go back in time, he would change his finisher from his atomic leg drop because his whole fucking back and tailbone are fucked <laughs> from years of just falling on his ass. And it's like, so, you know, there are plenty of people who are like plenty of pro wrestlers who've like talked about like the injuries from doing a certain move over and over and over and stuff. If your move that you finish your matches with is a diving fucking headbutt, you're probably going to fuck your brain up a little bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's like, I don't mean to make light of the, don't mean to make light of the situation that happened. It's obviously a tragedy. It's obviously very sad. But whether steroids were involved or not, whoever the fuck let him finish all of his matches with a diving headbutt, <laughs> there's some weight on your shoulders there, person. Whoever you are, like that was a terrible idea. Yeah, yeah. Somebody should have, somebody should have caught that. You would think, but yeah. Well, and I mean. It wasn't like a, oh, he didn't actually really headbutt him. Motherfucker, the fuck he did not. His hands never went out. <laughs> from every match that I saw, his hands did not go out to stop his head from hitting their shoulder. Like, <laughs> his head made contact. Every, yeah, sure, maybe he like, maybe he positioned it where his chest hit first, but it's like, your head is still going to hit that person on what is most likely bone. I don't know if you felt your <laughs> shoulder recently, but there's not a lot of space to not hit a bone. Dude, mine's all muscle. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> I can relax here, bud. But, yeah, man, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. I remember when that happened, too. Like, fucking heartbreaking. Like, he, he was, like, one of my favorite wrestlers. Like, he was awesome. Like, I always rooted for him. And then, yeah. I remember hearing that and being like, holy, what the fuck? Like, devastating. Yeah. Very sad. I mean, just very, very sad. And, and it's crazy to think that, like, I mean, there are people who have no idea, one, who Chris Benoit is, or like, you know what I mean? Like, there, there are some people who are so oblivious to that, that that happened. Mm -hmm. and not what I expected us to talk about today, but <laughs> it, it does go along with the, uh, the steroid. Actually, I think I could be wrong here. My my wrestling lore could be wrong here. Actually, I don't remember. Supposedly, there's contradicting sources, if I remember. But, like, supposedly, according to Vince McMahon, steroids have never been involved in WWE or whatever. But it's like, mm, okay, whatever you say, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah. But from from other wrestlers, I believe after that, situation WWE seriously cracked down on anything in the locker you know what I mean like mm -hmm. they, they were I think they upped to their uh what's the word I'm looking for they they were much more uh aware of what the wrestlers were doing I guess is what you could say yeah for good reason really <laughs> absolutely for good reason I remember seeing anything um about uh John Cena about how every single like drug test that he's taken or whatever he's passed yeah. and he has them all like hanging in his gym I don't I don't know if that's a truly now John, correct or not but John Cena John Cena is an interesting man <laughs> I have no he was I have my no absolute problem with John favorite. Cena. My favorite thing about John Cena is, and I mean, this happens with a lot of wrestlers. It's just funny when like they go on to be huge fucking stars. Like mm -hmm. my my favorite thing about John Cena is his debut. <laughs> and I, if you don't if you don't remember, or if you don't know John Cena's debut, I'll give you a quick rundown, everybody. <laughs> uh, so I don't remember what year it was, but I remember that it's Kurt Angle in the ring and he's cutting a promo, and the whole like premise of the promo is like, oh, I'll take on anybody back there who wants to challenge me because I can beat anybody. You know, like your typical bad guy, I'm better than everybody type of promo. 
And out comes this fucking young, jacked John Cena with <laughs> the shortest, God. the shortest spiked up gel hair you've ever seen. Isn't and it bleach like, too? I think so. Yeah, it's fucking so short you couldn't tell. And like these fucking tight ass shiny spandex shorts, and like I think shiny gauntlets as well, and just not who you would expect John Cena to look like. And he comes out, and I mean, he does his typical like a good guy thing of like, I'm here to challenge you. You know, I mean, it it was them introducing John Cena, and then literally the next fucking time he comes out. He's this fucking word life rapper, yeah. white dude. Like, it's the polar opposite of what he was. And it's just, it's so funny that, like, clearly, clearly they expected him to be like a, uh, I guess like a Triple H or like a Batista, just like a big strong guy. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't mm-hmm. have a character really in mind for him other than him being a great god, like you said. And then for whatever reason, they were like, well, let's give him a character. And he became a, yeah. a white rapper. <laughs> chain gang dog oh it's so funny another one that's really funny if you don't know is uh i think it's it's kane's i think kane's first character was like an evil dentist or something and then he became <laughs> i didn't know that <laughs> yeah yeah so I, there's there's a couple funny ones in there like i mean there's a couple ever seen, uh... wrestlers yeah go ahead have you ever seen um steve austin with hair uh, actually, I think I have. I think I have seen him he, there. He was like stunning Steve Austin or something like that. Yeah, he has like this yeah. blonde hair, and he's just yeah, like well, completely different from the Stone Cold. Yeah, well, even Triple H, his whole thing started as like he was originally like this rich, proper like oh, royalty. Yeah. yeah, Hunter, what was it, Hunter Hearst Helmsley or whatever? I think that was his name. Yeah, might have got that wrong, but. Yeah, he was like supposed to be like this fucking British proper dude, and then he just fucking turned into <laughs> Triple H. <laughs> then they just started people with sledging. Yeah, he just turned into a crazy guy. <laughs> oh shit! I see. Obviously, I love those big name wrestlers, but for me, there's like there's so many forgotten names of just great wrestlers. Like. More recently, I feel like he's gotten a lot of recognition, mainly from the Hell in a Cell clip that gets shared all the time. But, like, Mick Foley, Mick Foley might be one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, in my opinion. Oh, dude, talk about just not caring about the harm that comes to your body. Oh, (laughs) amen. But not only that, he got three iterations of himself to be loved by fans. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe four, actually. Now It might be four if I think. I think it's four, yeah. Yeah, I think it's four. To the point to where yeah. even in like a Royal Rumble, he did all four characters. Talk yeah. About, that's fucking amazing. Because what was he? Oh. Mankind. You got Well, you've Cactus got Mick Foley. Him, him himself, yeah. Mankind, Cactus Jack, and then, uh, was it Dude, Dude Love? Love? Yeah. Yeah. Just fucking incredible. <laughs> like, uh, just, oh, I love it. <laughs> but yeah dude wrestling wrestling's so cool I, it, I think it might have been you that said it or I, I saw it on Instagram or something or whatever I don't know but it's like guys go through this weird phase where it's like they love wrestling as a kid and then they stop when they're in like junior high and high school and then they get to college and they fall back in love with it and that's so fucking <laughs> yeah. true yeah it was it's, it's so good <laughs> Nothing, nothing will beat like a Monday night in like 2005. Just like, oh no, watching a Monday night raw. Oh, the best. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of great moments in wrestling, but I, and obviously we have a little bias because we were the kids that grew up with it, but like that early 2000s era, like the, the switch from, the attitude era to whatever that is called. I know there's a name for it. I've forgotten what it is, but like that, or that 2000 stuff is so fucking, do you remember when Vince McMahon fucking blew up in a car? Yes, dude. So I do think you remember that, that storyline. Like, wasn't that, didn't that happen like the week before the whole Chris Benoit thing? And then they had to like, just like 
dead come out and be like, oh, by the way, Vince like isn't dead? Or did I oh, did I make that up? I don't know. I don't know about all that, but I remember watching his car fucking blow up on Monday Night Raw, and I was like, I just yeah. saw a man die. <laughs> yeah, like, like I, I was in it, dude. I believed it. I was like, "Oh, Vince is dead," and they broadcast. I was, yeah. Like I remember being like, "Was that supposed to happen?" But like, because like back then I knew it wasn't real. Also, you know what I mean. But like, oh yeah, yeah, that should happen. And I was like, "There's no way he's not dead in real life." Like that wasn't supposed yeah, to. Yeah, that. Yeah, that was my thought. I was like, that that was an accident. I just they just showed a man die. <laughs> And then kept the cameras rolling. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just didn't care. They were just glad their boss was gone. <laughs> oh, my Lord. But, yeah, man. That. I remember. Well, I don't know. There's so many cool wrestling moments that I remember as a kid. I think one that I talk about all the time. That I think, and I don't think I'm alone in this. I think a lot of people think it's one of the best spots in WWE history. Like. Just an insane thing. Jeff Hardy getting speared out of midair while holding on to the title. Oh, yeah. Might be That's one a of great the one. greatest fucking things WWE's ever done. Yeah. Like, that is just... That's just so good. That is so good. My oh. favorite spot of all time is... Uh, it, most people might not even know it. I don't know. If you watched wrestling back then you you would know it um it was Shawn michaels versus shelton benjamin on a monday night roll oh i and know exactly what you're talking i already know it yep. yeah shelton like jumped Shelton's off the good. rope and Shawn michaels caught him with a sweet chin music mid-air and i remember oh. watching that and just yeah. like shitting myself like that is so the coolest fucking, fucking wrestling spot i've ever seen and i'm a little biased because Shawn michaels I said John Cena was my favorite, but Shawn Michaels is my absolute favorite wrestler of all time. Shawn so, Michaels is everybody's favorite, so like he just gets the the goat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that I was actually the saw a thing. Spot. I saw a clip of Ric Flair the other day. I don't know how old the clip is. I saw a clip where he said Shawn Michaels is the greatest wrestler of all time, and I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I I, I truly think Shawn Michaels like. I think if you think of the total package of like being able to do everything to an extraordinary level, Shawn Michaels yeah. ticks every box. Oh, for sure. I mean, he, I, his his ability on the mic is incredible. His ability like in the ring, undeniable. And mm -hmm. just uh, he's just fucking he's so good. And it, it didn't matter if he was a face or a heel. Like his oh, pop no, yeah. was just huge every time. Yeah. He could do it all. That I mean, that's yeah. part of it. He could be a face and a heel. He was extraordinary mm -hmm. at both. Yeah. He could make you love him and he could make you hate him. And it's just yeah. it's so good. Oh. And not this, expect this to talk about be... wrestling, but <laughs> I love it. Me either, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> this is this, great. This could be up for debate. Sweet chin music has to be the most iconic finisher of all time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, here's, here's my here's my thought on why I'll I'll list these three as three of some of the most well. I mean, there's obviously more, but I'm gonna I'm gonna use these three: the spear, sweet chin music, right. and I was gonna say I'll still stick to the Swanton Bomb. Truthfully, Ooh, the I think those three. Well, I'm sticking with those three, and there's more that are like this. I mean, I, I'll finish what I'm saying before I list them more. I think those three are so iconic because, one, the people that executed them executed them so well, and two, mm -hmm. they're not like these huge feats of strength. They're something anyone can do. Spear, yeah. that's just a fucking tackle. You know what I mean? Sweet yeah. chin music, like, you got to be a little flexible, but, like, realistically, you can kick your leg up. And Swanton Bomb's like, yeah, you have to jump off something, but he just kind of rolls slowly until your shoulder, you know what I mean? It's a slow front flip. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think as somebody watching, it's like, it's beauty and simplicity. You know what I mean? It's not mm -hmm. like, it's not like 
don't get me wrong, six one nine Ray Mysterio is a great finisher, but it's like Ooh, yeah. that's fucking intricate. So, you know what I mean? Like I I yeah. watch that and I'm like, yeah, I can't fucking do that. But I see Shawn Michaels kick a dude in the fucking chin, and I'm like, hell yeah, dude, I'm gonna go do that to my brother. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, exactly. That's all stuff you can do yeah. to your buddies, like when you're hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, other ones that fall into that group would be like the pedigree. The pedigree is a great one. The stunner, it's a good one. Stunner, easy to do. Oh, dude, the stunner. That's yeah. that's up there. That's got to be up the, there. The fu or the the attitude adjustment for John Cena. Yes, throw him also a great one. Sk- you know what I mean? Those ones are so cool and so good just because they're so simple. Mm-hmm. Hell, even the fucking choke slam, like. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, choke slam's great. Yep. There's like I was gonna say there's like eight wrestlers that do the choke slam, so I can't list all the different names. But you know, Kane always did it the best. So yeah, Kane, Kane's and the Rocks are two of my favorite choke slams. No, the the rock bottom or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Just because he like, I don't know. He made it slightly more flashy, I guess. Where Kane's was scary, yeah. Rocks was cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best way I can put it. Like, I don't know how else to say it. Oh, dude. Tombstone Piledriver. Also a classic, but you got to worry about, you know, snapping your friend's neck if you do it. <laughs> I watched John. <laughs> Shout out, John. We're like, we're like the fifth grade. Shout out, John. I watched him Tombstone Piledrive. Our friend Jonah. <laughs> On the... Carpet in his living room. (laughs) (laughs) We should not have been trying that at home. (laughs) He just fucking dart spike him in the ground, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. Just (laughs) bang right Uh, off his neck. And in all seriousness, like, looking back on it, like, he could have been really fucked up. (laughs) But it was hilarious. Because John, he was always way bigger than... The rest of well, us in school, like he like got taller and was like big yeah. and strong, so he just like picked Jonah up and do stuff. That's what I was gonna say for the people that don't know John and Jonah, especially you know like in junior high or whatnot. It's like they are very different in size. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they were back then for sure. <laughs> they are now still, but yeah. like I'll say, yeah, now now maybe different, but when when we were kids, yeah, very different. <laughs> oh shit that's so funny I uh yeah. I used to always swanton bomb in the swimming pools that was my thing I used to do that as well on the trampoline yeah. I'd do that too yeah so if it hasn't been made clear Jeff Hardy is my my favorite wrestler of all time it's I mean well oh really excluding like Shawn Michaels yeah Jeff, Jeff Hardy I love I've loved Jeff Hardy I mean not I mean Jeff and Matt I really loved them both but I always gravitated more towards Jeff. I thought he was really, really cool. Uh, and then, yeah, you know, he went through some stuff and that made it difficult to be a, a fan of his, but he's come back. Yeah. He's a little clean. <laughs> Dude, that match, I, I, I have to, I have to talk about it. Everybody talks about it when you talk about Jeff Hardy and I'm sure he fucking hates it truthfully, <laughs> but the match on TNA against Sting. Oh boy. Is one of the yeah. hardest things to watch. Yeah, it's on YouTube. If you want to go watch it, go watch it on YouTube. But it is just sad. It, it is, is so bad. Not good. Yeah, it is rough. R U F F. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, he was always good though. Yeah. I remember. Did you watch TNA when you were younger? I did and I didn't, you know. I did. Yeah, I like half of it. I'll say that's the best way that I can put it. I, I I don't think I ever watched like a whole episode or whatever, but like, I would I would leave it on for a little if I was passing through channels and I saw it, and then I'd be like, all right, bored. Because that was on. Was that on like Thursdays? It was a weird day. I think it was like Thursdays because you had like Monday Night Raw, and then I think Tuesday night. Uh, what was it? What was it called? Uh, e- heat. Was it Tuesday Night Heat? I was thinking of a. Was it heat? What was it called? Was I thought it was like the extreme? Was it EWC? ECW. 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 Yeah, that was yeah. later. Yeah. 
Yeah, ECW was on Tuesdays. Um, yeah. But even before that, they did. Yeah, before that was Heat. Yeah. But Tuesday Night Heat. I never watched that because I couldn't figure out how to. I just heard about it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But then, yeah, I think. And then. It was Wednesday or Thursday, it was TNA. Um, and I'd watch it some, and I was like, mm, not the same. Yeah, it's, it's really not. But. Which, uh. Didn't, uh, Billy, uh. Is it Corgan? Billy the Corgan? Singer Smashing Pumpkins? Yeah. I think he, yeah. like, owned TNA for a minute. That's actually a great question. Let's look that up. Uh, I don't even know I'm how to pretty spell sure. Corgan. Billy Corgan uh, TNA. Oh my god, yep. In August 2016, it said. Hold on, let me yeah. show. Oh, god damn it. No, I will not donate to you, Wikipedia. Get out of here. <laughs> god bless. Um, yeah, apparently Professional wrestling promoter. This is a, a tab in his Wikipedia, like a section. Uh, from 2011 to 2014, he was in a Chicago-based independent wrestling promotion called Resistance Pro Wrestling. Um, he then left that. Uh, yeah, in, 2015, in April 2015, Corgan became the new senior producer of creative and talent development for Total Nonstop Action Wrestling, TNA where his role was to develop characters and create storylines, which he has called a dream come true. In August 2016, Corgan took over as the promotion's new president. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, like, in a year, when all he was supposed to be doing was, like, developing characters, they're like, you know what? You're the top of this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He wasn't even there for a year. Yeah, I so know it was, was like, in, in August 2016, he became the promotion's new president. In November 2016, Corgan had left TNA after disputes about not being paid on time. Bitch, what do you mean? You're the president. You pay yourself. <laughs> what? <laughs> who, who the fuck are you yelling at for not paying you? We're all trying to find the guy who did this. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck, dude? That's amazing. That's fun. <laughs> Huh, learned something new today. Billy Corgan doesn't look like a real person sometimes. There are some pictures I see of him, and I'm like, <laughs> you're not real. You're yeah. you're an alien. Very interesting fellow. That he is. That he is. Speaking well, of interesting is. fellows, do you remember yeah. the Boogeyman? Which we don't have to talk about For wrestling this entire pod, but... Brother, we've already committed this far. Might as well just finish it out. Well, we got like 15 minutes left in this yeah, episode. I, I just checked the time. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> no point in backing out now, dude. Just This is the wrestling episode, I guess. It was bound to happen eventually. Yeah. I do, I do remember the Boogeyman, and I remember being fucking terrified of the Boogeyman. Uh. I was never like super scared of him, but he did make me feel uncomfortable. I, I guess that's a better way to put it. He, I did not like it when he was on my TV screen. Not because he yeah. was bad, because I was uncomfortable. <laughs> Motherfucker he ate worms, dude. Yeah, <laughs> he's still. You know, he's actually still a part of WWE. Like he's still. Oh really? He's on. He's on like a. It's called like a legend contract or something. Which I forget, like I don't know all the fine print details to it, but yeah, it's like he's essentially like he has just like a, an ongoing contract with him until they decide to stop. Like, like there's not like an end date on the contract. I believe it's just like as a legend, they can call him at any time, and he's like obliged to do it. So he like always comes back for Halloween. <laughs> like that's pretty much October every year. He's booked by WWE, and like, all right, you're good, <laughs> you're gone. Yeah. Speaking of. Yeah, uh, another interesting character who is apparently back in WWE made a comeback. This was news to me the other day. Fucking Carlito is back. Yeah, yeah. Our, our friend uh, Clint told me that. He, yeah. he always gives me my wrestling news because I don't really watch it anymore. But 
I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. <laughs> I always hated him. Oh yeah, huge douche. <laughs> God, he, he was, he was very good at being a heel. Yes, he, that that he was. <laughs> that he was. Yeah. Um, no, apparently a bunch of dudes have come back recently. Like I saw, yeah, uh, CM Punk is back. CM Punk, yep. Which I hot take maybe. I was never a huge fan of CM Punk. Me either. Okay, that makes me feel better. <laughs> I mean, I not well. I forget who I was talking to about this. I was talking about this somebody the other day, and it's like I. Very indifferent on CM Punk. Like, growing... I mean, you know what I mean? I, I wouldn't ever say I didn't like him. But I, would, I wouldn't really say I, like, I liked him. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think there's a weird... I don't want to... What do I want to call it? It's not even a nostalgia thing. I think people have put a weird thing on CM Punk that has, like, put him on this plane where he's not... I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I know what you're saying. Remember, like it's... Yeah. I think people remember certain things about him which make them think he's better than he is. Yeah. I don't know. Even like back in the day, like in his quote-unquote prime, whatever you want to call it, like I just, I don't know. I just wasn't a huge fan. And I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I think people people have this warped image that it's like, Oh well, he never did what WWE told him to do. He was always doing what he wanted to do, and it's like, no, that's not fucking true. There's one, one proof. <laughs> of There's one proof, and even then, it's not fully proven. It's just speculated. Here's the thing: if you, if you watched WWE back then, Vince McMahon's hand was in everything, and like, yeah, he loves a show. But like at the same time, you're not gonna step out of line and him let you get away with it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like if CM Punk was truly doing something that he was not supposed to be doing, Vince would have done something. He would have sent a wrestler out there to just start hitting him and make like an improv. You know what I mean? Like there would have been something to stop it from happening. So that's why I have a hard time buying into this whole like, oh yeah, he was just spilling secrets and just. You know, he he was speaking from his the truth. He was saying stuff that he wasn't supposed to say. And it's like, was he really though? Like, yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe Vince was a little annoyed that he said some stuff. But like, if he was saying stuff that he was not supposed to say, or if he was doing stuff that he was not supposed to do, it wouldn't have happened. You know. Right. And I don't know. I go go to literally any job in the entire world, and then do something on purpose that will piss your boss off and see if you don't get fired like immediately. You know what I mean? Like that's just not how fucking things work. (laughs) Yeah. And there have been plenty of instances of other, like other wrestlers who have done shit like that. And they they just, they stop, they stop being on TV pretty fucking quick. You know, like it's, uh, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. No, go ahead. Let's hear it. Let it fly. No, I should not. All right, I'll let you slide. <laughs> but I'll I'll tell you afterwards. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, I don't know. I just I I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. The, the whole CM Punk obsession that people have is I don't say it's weird, but like, I I just don't fully get it. Yeah, I never got it. I never, and I just got in a half argument with Clint today. Um, apparently Cody Rhodes is back in the WWE. He was with uh, yep. AEW for a long time or whatever. I never really yeah, liked he helped, him. Like, he, he helped make AEW. Oh, really? Yeah, from my, from my understanding. Hmm. He was like but. he was like the front runner that was like doing all the publicity and stuff before they got formed. Hmm. But I think I do slightly remember that now. It was like him and like I, Chris Jericho. Yeah, yeah. It was that that little group. Dean um, Ambrose. I I don't want to say I don't like Cody Rhodes, 
I just feel like he had. I think AEW was good for him. I'll say that. I think being in WWE, it was difficult for him to like establish himself as who he was. Yeah. Because, well, I'm going to assume you know this, but I, I realize I shouldn't do that because the, I think it was Jared that I was talking to the other day about this. He didn't realize that they were related. But obviously, you know this one. Dusty Gold Rhodes Dust? is his dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah his, bro- his brother was Gold Dust. That, that was the yeah. one that Jared didn't know. But yeah, so for Cody Rhodes, his dad was Death de Rhodes, the American Dream. Everybody loves him. The American Dream, Daddy. <laughs> we, we love Dusty Rhodes in this household. Oh, yeah. You doing that gets a laugh out of me 100% of the time. I love it. <laughs> uh, so you have his dad, Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream. Uh, Gold Dust, his brother. And then you had him. And it's just like, Maybe if it wasn't so well known that they were related, it could have worked a little better, but everybody knew. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I I don't think, I think it also didn't help that they tried to do this fucking Stardust character with him. Or maybe that was Cody's idea. I don't know. As like a a sidekick partner to Gold Dust, but like, it just just never really worked. So I don't know. I, I think him being away from WWE helped him be his own thing and grow who he was and without being confined to what WWE wanted from him. Right. And maybe, you know, I only really remember him when he was like first coming up and doing like some of that goofy stuff. Like I never really watched AEW or any other promotion stuff that he was in or hadn't watched him recently. Yeah. But that's just the image that I have him in my head. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think pro wrestling is I, I, the crazy thing about pro wrestling, right? Is that like it's it's waves, you know what I mean? Like it's it's very hard to get a new wrestler to to be pot. Like you can't really predict it, you know? Like I, I'll put it this way: I don't think WWE would have ever guessed that. I mean, I, they, they would have pushed for it. You know what I mean? They would have like tried to get it to work, kind of like they've done with Roman Reigns, uh, which has worked out finally. But like, I don't think they ever expected John Cena to explode the way that he did, or Shawn yeah. Michaels to explode the way he... You know what I mean? Like, those things right. cannot be predicted. You can try to force him as much as you want. I say again, Roman Reigns. But <laughs> like, there are some wrestlers that... that it just, for whatever reason, the stars align, the timing is just like things just click. And like yeah. another example, it, it died out, and I don't even think he's on WWE anymore. But like there was a, a brief moment back when I was home and I was trying to get you back into wrestling with me. Braun Strowman. There was this weird moment in oh, time. Oh, yeah. WWE just like, for whatever reason, threw him out there for one thing and like it just fucking clicked. It worked and everybody loved Braun Strowman. And yeah. then it it, it fizzled out and it went away. But like, you know, th- that's what I mean by waves. Like, there are these little moments where it's like, for whatever reason, something just clicks with people, and like that wrestler gets shot up to to a level. And it's like, if they're really good, they can stay at that level, and people will love them forever, or like, or they won't. And then, you know, I mean, Kurt Angle's kind of another example. Yeah, he's talked about. I mean. Not not as big as some of the other ones, but he's talked about before. Like, I forget when it was, but there was there was a brief time in WWE where they were like using him as like a comedic thing, and I don't think he was thrilled about it at first. But he just like leaned into this idea of like, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do the best at it. Like, I'm going to like I'm going to be the best at it that I can be. And so he just leaned into it, and people fucking ate it up, and they loved it. Yeah, I always like Kurt Angle. Yeah. You want to talk about a weird thing that WWE did that doesn't get talked about enough, in my opinion? It's kind of just been sweeped under the rug, and no one <laughs> no one says anything. Yeah, sure. You remember the pro wrestler Eugene? Mm, yep. <laughs> that happened. Uh, that was real. That that wasn't a dream. That Nobody yeah. fucking talks about that anymore. <laughs> but, uh... That's kind of crazy yeah. that that existed, in my opinion. I don't that's, really want to yeah, say that's... what it was, 
<laughs> so people listening, if you just want to look up pro wrestler Eugene on your own time, you can do that. But uh, that ex- that yeah. happened. That was real. That was at the time, you know, when I was little, like I didn't really even think anything of it. But like after I got older and I like remembered. Oh, yeah. I was like, hey, that, was, that was kind of fucked up. <laughs> well, which to be to be honest, though, like looking back, like being a kid and not thinking there was anything wrong with it, like thinking that was I don't say thinking it was normal, but like. That's kind of a, a pure, like a, a beautiful thing that as a child you were like, yeah, this totally makes like this is fair. You know what yeah. I mean? Does that, yeah. Make, does that make sense? Right. I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't like you were like, oh God, what what's going? Why is this? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, hell yeah, Eugene, fucking go get him. Yeah, dude. He always had a big pop too. I feel like he was. They did. He was pretty well like. Which is kind of <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just weird. <sighs> WWE has Dude, done Green some weird Lee things. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I was, was like looking at the stuff that, like, like uh, you. You want, wait? You want me to go ahead? Yeah, go ahead. I was going to take it in like a, a little bit of a different direction, but I was just going to say the only other incident that I can think of that was kind of weird that WWE did was I forget what pay per view it was, but there was like a kid. That wasn't actually a kid. He was, I think he was like wanting to, he was going to be a wrestler. He like went in and like he had a prosthetic leg. Do you remember that whole thing? <laughs> I, I don't recall that one. Uh, if I, if I remember correctly, he like went into the mat, he like went into the ring unexpectedly or whatever. Like he was, he was disguised as a fan and he went into the ring and like was wrestling with whoever, whatever. And they like pulled his leg off and it was like this big controversial <laughs> thing. <laughs> Yeah, I don't recall that one at all. All right, I got to look this up real quick before you change the topic. (laughs) Uh, WWE prosthetic leg kid. Zach Gowen was his name. Uh, Yeah, he was a pro wrestler. He is a pro wrestler, I guess. Um, So let's look. He, He was in TNA. Look at that. So here we go. I'm just going to read this from the Wikipedia page, and you can look up the clip later if you want. Uh, he made his WWE debut on the May 15th, 2003 episode of SmackDown as a planted fan in the audience who attempted to help Mr. America, forgot that was a wrestler, when he was oh, God, being yeah. attacked by Roddy Piper and Sean O'Hare. During the segment, Piper pulled off Goen's prosthetic leg. This began a short <laughs> collaboration of Goen and Mr. America and a feud pitting the two against Roddy Piper and Sean O'Hare. The storyline culminated at the Judgment Day pay-per-view when Mr. America, accompanied by Goen, defeated Piper, who was accompanied by O'Hare. So, uh, yeah. He uh, he Hmm. went out and uh, got his leg ganked off. (laughs) (laughs) It's very interesting. It's a very interesting uh, thing to do. But they did it. That that is interesting. Um, So. uh, Yeah. Remember, um, remember when uh, Edge and Lita just like had sex on yes on Monday yeah. Night Raw? That, yes, that I was do. An awkward thing as well, huh? That was a very exciting time for little boy me. Yes, it was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Dude, watching I that episode exclusively in my bedroom, not downstairs in the living room. I I was in the living room and I was like, holy shit, like what is going on? And so I'd like flip it to yeah. a different channel and I'd like you to peek around, see if my parents were were you know coming. Oh, nope, yeah. I'll flip it back for a little bit. And I was just like, what is happening right now? Like <laughs> Yeah. I say again, WWE has done some very interesting things. Oh. Now they have. I feel bad for our listeners who don't care about wrestling because this has been a bad episode for you. Yeah. Well, but hopefully they learned a couple things. Yeah. Um, If you want to see something hilarious. Yeah. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Because I was going to start winding down with the the question from last last week and a question for this week. So go ahead. Mm. Well, what I was saying earlier, like, I like looking up videos or like i remember even when i was a little watching like and seeing stuff that like went wrong like that wasn't supposed oh, yeah. to happen 
just because it was live. Botches. You know what I mean? Like you can't... Botches, as they're called. Yeah, botches. Yes. And one of my all-time favorite ones is that I can't remember what year it was, but it was Royal Rumble, and the last two were Batista and John Cena. Yeah. And um, oh, sh- I just talked about both... this the other day. Really? They yeah. both go over the top rope, and they land like their feet hit the floor at the same yeah. exact time. And for those yeah. of you that don't know, if you're, both of your feet hit the floor, like if you get thrown over the top rope, you're, both your feet hit the floor, you're eliminated. In a, in a Royal so Rumble. They just, like, Not like in a normal Yeah, in a Royal Rumble. Rumble. In, the, yes. in a Royal Rumble. <laughs> so like they just didn't have a winner, and apparently that wasn't supposed to happen. And they, I remember no. they even like went to, they were like, well, we're going to check the replay to see who the winner is. And like somehow, like magically, both of their feet hit the ground like the same exact time. Yeah. And Vince apparently was pissed and like came storming out to the ring. And he goes to like slide under the ropes to like get in the ring. And he yeah. hits his fucking quads on the edge of the mat. And tears both of his quads, yeah, but yeah. I'll give him, I'll, I'll give him some credit. He like stayed in character, but he just like sat on the fucking. He just sat there, like he didn't stand up or anything. He just sat. Oh there. yeah, because well, I think he was legitimately the... fucking pissed off. So like, oh yeah, he just well, that... sat there with two torn quads, screaming at people. Yeah, well, he absolutely truly was because like what it was the whole botch. Because I've watched so many videos about this. If I remember correctly, it's John Cena that picks up Batista, correct? I can't remember. I just remember it was those two and they both hit the ground. I'm pretty sure it's John Cena. I think it's John that picks up Batista. One of them is picking him up for... Or no, it would be Batista because he was picking him up for a powerbomb. So Batista's going to pick him up and... For whatever reason, Batista just like threw him up with a little too much momentum. So that causes Batista to like go back and lose his back. Like that's why they both go over. So that's the original mistake. And so like that's kind of why Vince got pissed was because like it wasn't supposed to happen. It was truly a botch. And it's like this is this is one of our biggest pay-per-views. This is the main event. Like Mm -hmm. you fucked it up, type of thing. And so he truly was pissed. And but yeah, the best part is that he he tears both of his quads. And there's a there's <laughs> one second, one second where he tries to stand up, and his legs just fucking don't work. <laughs> and he just fucking crumbles. And it's so funny because, like you said, he's just sitting on his ass with his legs straight out, confused, confused because his legs don't work. And he's just so pissed, and he's yelling at them while he's sitting down, and they're just standing up looking at him like, what the fuck's <laughs> going on? And it's so good. It's it's one of the funniest moments in WWE, in my opinion. It's so yeah, good. If, if you haven't seen that, you gotta look that up, because it is yeah. so funny. One of my, I mean, I'll say this last one. This one is, it's funny to me, probably wasn't funny to the people involved. You were with me, I think, when we watched it. It was Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman in a match. And Braun Strowman actually punched him. Like, he actually punched. Oh, yeah. 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 And then so Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar gave him a piece of his mind and let him know. But it was fucking hysterical. (laughs) I feel like that has to happen. A decent amount, right? Like, accidentally punching someone. Like, if you're a pro wrestler, like... Oh, yeah. Absolutely, it does. I don't know. I just feel like that that would probably happen a lot. Yeah, it, it has to. But... Uh, yeah. Hold on. My headphones got disconnected from our call real quick. Give me just a second to try to fix this. I don't know what happened. Uh oh. Yeah. All right. It says you're still in here. No, yeah, I was still in here. I was using my Bluetooth. Yeah, I was using my Bluetooth headset, and randomly it said I got disconnected from my my phone, and so like all of your audio was coming out of my phone speaker, just like into my headphones, and so I don't know if this mic, I don't know if the mic picked it up at all, but 
just for the sake of that, I wanted to get you back under my ears. That's a porch boys equivalent of uh, tearing both our quads <laughs> trying to get in the room. Oh yeah, I thought we were going to get through a whole episode with with no uh, technical difficulties, but clearly I was. Uh, I counted my chickens before they hatched or whatever because we we're at the finish yeah, yeah. line and something fucked up. But at anywho, uh, I think the question has to be about wrestling this week. So. Oh, absolutely, uh, it does. I would love to know people's favorite uh, wrestling moments and or favorite wrestler in, in history. Um, yeah, perfect. But before we wrap up with that, I we did. I got a response to last week's episode. I don't know if you did. Hey, I got one too, yeah. Hey, so the, the question last week was, what was your worst injury? And my cousin Seth, shout out Seth, two weeks in a row responding, love it. Go. He said He said he sprained his ankle bad while working at Crazy Acres as a ghoul. You remember Crazy Acres? I actually never went. I never went either, but I remember my cousin and my brother worked there, and they weren't allowed to tell people that they worked there, which was funny. Um, <laughs> but for, obviously, people listening don't know, Crazy Acres, it was just like a local haunted corn maze that you could go through, and like people were hiding, like, workers were hiding in it, and they would scare you more. It was just, it was a haunted maze is all it was. Um, yeah. Anywho, but he said he he uh, sprained his ankle while working at Crazy Acres as a ghoul, and he couldn't get anyone to help him out of the corn maze because they all thought <laughs> he was trying to scare them. <laughs> so he said, "Good times." I think I think that's that's almost like tearing your quads uh, on my yeah, favorite video. Close. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's very funny that sprained his ankle. No, come he here, seriously, come <laughs> here. <laughs> I'm so fucking lost right now. I can't get out of this fucking maze. It's dark and I'm scared. Uh, oh shoot, that's tough. That's tough. That's that's, that's funny though. That's a very funny. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, what did you get? Let's hear your response. Um. So, uh, Caleb, shout out Caleb. Um, message me, and uh, I he takes me a very long thing. Um, I actually didn't ask him if I could read it on the pod, but I'm going to anyway. Um, so sorry if this makes you mad, Caleb. <laughs> um, but he, uh, so he had a, a long, like travel drive. Wow. <laughs> Hold on. Travel drive. Yes. A long gravel driveway when he was growing up. I remember it. Um, but he said it wasn't so much like gravel, but it was like rocks almost. Like there, it was bigger than yes. like normal gravel. Yeah, yeah, they were pretty, pretty decent sized. They were on steroids. <laughs> he, uh, he said he was in the second grade, um, and they would you know get off the bus or whatever, and they'd walk down the drive. Um, and he has two older brothers, and so they thought it was a good idea to have a game called grenades where you would uh, pick the rock up and throw it very high into the air. Like it was a grenade and uh, he obviously try to run away and not get hit by the grenade. Um, he said, you know, dumb kid shit, which yeah, I think we all have yeah. some kind of iteration of that. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. So he says one time, um, his uh, older brother threw a rock real high in the air in his direction. Yeah, and he said so. He panicked and he took off sprinting. Oh, and apparently he ended up running directly underneath it, and it smoked oh, him right in the top of the head. Oh fuck! That explains a lot about Caleb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He said uh, that night they went to the high school basketball game, and then um, th they got back from that, and he went in the shower, and he said like a bunch of blood was like falling off his head, and um, turns out he actually needed stitches. So I mean, he's a real trooper for taking a, a rock to the head That's and like going to a basketball insane. game. <laughs> yeah, this man definitely had a concussion. Yeah. And uh, he said, um, got his head glued back together. <laughs> with the Good on him. Uh, skin on his head. Um, and apparently they, 
they made up a lie so that his brother wouldn't get in trouble. Um, and As you do. The lie, yeah, of course. The, the the lie was that they were racing to the house and he tripped and landed on the top of his head. <laughs> just did a fucking front hand spring off the top of his head. Yeah, just half swanton bomb just <laughs> right onto the ground. <laughs> He was running and he tripped and he just fucking he would turn into a two by four plank, just arms down, straight off the top of the head, dude. Yeah. And oh, uh shit. He said later his, his parents were dumbfounded about their lie and about what actually happened. And I was like, I could just see his dad's reaction like Oh yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. So uh, that's a good one. Thanks for great responses. Yeah, thanks for the responses. Those were those were a good yeah. one. Yeah. So this week, tell us what your if you're a fan of wrestling, tell us what your favorite uh, wrestling moment was, and uh, who's your favorite wrestler. Yep, Axis at the PB Pod. Axis. Look at the time. Probably going to head out, but uh, appreciate you guys stopping by. Um, make sure you like and subscribe to uh, get a notification so you can join us every week on Mondays whenever we're out here talking about nothing. See ya.